off then, and uh, then we'll uh, get it rolling. All right, Choking Hazard Podcast. Uh, we have uh, Raul Chavez here, but first, uh, we're, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, CanadianProtein.com. Use the promo code CHOKE. You get uh, 10% off all your supplement me- needs. That is promo code CHOKE on CanadianProtein.com. You're going to use that, C-H-O-K-E. You're going to get 10, 10% off all your supplement needs. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, the Choking Hazard podcast. I really do appreciate you coming on on a little bit of short notice. Um, but I really want to kind of deep dive with you, especially today, because Michael told me about a program that you run, which is Project XGuard, which is based out of Toronto. And I wanted to learn a lot more about that. I want you to talk about it. I want to hear the stories, the origins, and I'm going to let the reins over to you. And I, I just want to let you talk. Okay, so... Uh, Project XGuard is a non-for-profit that teaches at-risk youth life life skills through the martial art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And the reason it came about was because um, I was an at-risk youth, right? Um, And I decided that, um, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu had saved my life. So going back, you know, I grew, I grew up in the Regent Park neighborhood of Toronto. It was a multicultural neighborhood, very rough and tough, right? I grew up in, in government housing. And um, uh, I grew up, you know, sometimes my father was there, sometimes my father wasn't there. When he was usually there, he, you know, was drunk and beat the crap out of my mother. And, you know, this is the kind of uh, environment I grew up in. Then we moved to a, uh, a better neighborhood, still, still uh, government ha- housing, but it was, you know, surrounded by, you know, lots of Italians, right? So I was probably one of, you know, five minorities, you know, in that neighborhood and in that school, actually. And every day I would get bullied and I only, the only thing I knew was to fight back. So every day I'm, I'm in the principal's office and, you know, uh, because all I knew was if they called me a spick, right, I would take him down and I'd get into a fight. You know, fast forward to high school, I started drinking, getting into drugs, you know, weed. Um, after, after high school, I started with cocaine. And that, that path was like 10, 11 years, right? Uh, drinking every weekend, cocaine every weekend. And um, I, I had been called i i think the word is now i i see it that i was called to this martial arts it was actually a muay thai studio right i went in one time and you know they didn't have a program for my kids so you know i i i didn't sign up and obviously i didn't sign up and i went you know something called me back right and i i started with muay thai and uh you know one day they they brought in brazilian jiu-jitsu and that was uh, December 2010 was the day that I nice. was the month I started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. What, um, and, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No problem. What, what was the school that you uh, started Muay Thai at? And then the, what was, was like, a, your, your first Jiu Jitsu instructor and who did they bring in? So, so uh, it was Lana Muay Thai. Okay. Right. Uh, in the Western road in Finch area of North York. And um, then we were, we were um, under Henzo Gracie, right? Um, we were basically under Pat Cooligan. Okay. Okay. We were we were under Pat Cooligan, and our first instructor, um, man, I, I I forget his name. I'm very bad with names, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, it was just it was fantastic. Like the thing is, is you know, every day I'm getting beat up, right? You know, I was I was dying and and getting beat up and, but something just kept on calling me back. Right. And um, so when, when I started, it was like basically the most difficult thing I had ever done, but for some reason I wanted to learn more. You know, I, I started uh, uh, there. I did my first tournament and which was an in-house. Right. And, uh, the, sem- the semifinals, which was, I think, my first fight, it took me like an hour and a half to recuperate. So lucky there was Muay Thai fights in between, right? But <laughs> it, was, it was just all will. It was all will. But, 
you know, something, something inside of me just kept me going, right? I, did, I didn't realize what it was. Um, then eventually we left, we left the area, moved to Scarborough, and I, I joined um, Gringos. And really, that's, that's what took me to the next level. That's what started me in thinking, you know, um, in a positive manner. So, you know, you, you are who you hang around with, right? Not that the other place was a bad place. It's just that they weren't really a competition school. This school was, it's a competition school. So uh, I get in there. My other school, you had, like, even though I had won my tournament, right, I wasn't allowed to compete in tournaments, right? I had won the in-house, but I had to ask permission. You know, they were just letting the instructors compete at the tournaments. I get to Gringles one month. Like, uh, the first, uh, I remember the first tournament I see, posted up um, it was Ascension. And I asked Gringo, Gringo, can I, can I compete at that? I think I hadn't been there a week, but he knew I, I had been training for a year. So he's like, yeah, man, go for it, right? So, you know, his culture, the way he thinks um, actually meshed well with, with me, right? You know, and um, learning, learning to be a competitor is what I think that really took me to the next level in terms of my life skills. Because, um, you know, there's a saying, like, sometimes you don't know just because you don't know, right? I didn't know a better way of nutrition, right? I didn't know a better way of, of, of having a positive mindset. I didn't know the, the, the regimen of, um, of a fighter, right? You know, training. And, 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 and what happened was, eventually, um, you know, and it didn't happen right away, but what happened was, you know, eventually I started saying, you know, do I want to go get drunk and high or do I want to train tomorrow? Right. And the, the answer was simple. I want to train tomorrow. If I go get drunk and high, I'm going to be hung over. There's no way I'm going to be able to, to drink. And I mean, to train and, and, train. and you know, yeah, because it's hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so what happened was um, I think, I think that, you know, we did a couple of years of this and um, then, then um, I, I, I really decided to go for it. And I started, uh, I, I went to my first world masters, which was at blue belt. Right. And um, that was like 2016. So this is about the same time when I'm starting a project X guard project X guard as a non-for-profit, like a registered has been around for two years or so uh as as a um a group that was getting together right we have been around uh maybe you know double that time right so maybe four years right so around that time you know i started training for world masters you know i usually competed at, at like my first tournament i think i was medium right like i was medium and i decided to go down to light so i i went down to lightweight I, I, I finally put, um, you know, all my efforts into in, and focus into uh, trying to be a world champion, right? And with the help of, of Gringo and all my teammates there, you know, I was successful and I was able to win my first tournament, right? So um, coming away from that, you know, um, I, I, I decided that, you know, I, I want to give back, right? Because it, I, had, I had been this person that, that had suffered and seen suffering, right, um, through my environment. And I decided that, look, you know what? Jiu-Jitsu, really, you know the saying, Jiu-Jitsu saved my life, right? So it, I, am, I am case in point that it has not only saved my life, it really saved my family's life, right? You know, we were in a horrible spot. And I, and I, I went up to Gringo. And um, what happened was I used to, I used to uh, be, be associate producers of several documentaries, right? So I said, you know, something said to me, like, listen, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Now I have extra income that I want to do something. I, I read, I read uh, you know, Jiu-Jitsu Magazine, Jiu-Jitsu Magazine, yes. so, which is like only online now, but uh, I was reading it and then it said, um, these are the five top, top non-for-profits in Brazil. And then I'm like, well, why can't we do that there? Why can't we do it here? 
in Toronto. I went up to Gringo and I said, listen, Gringo, this is what I want to do. Gringo said, yeah. He didn't ask me any questions. He didn't say, okay, you know, he didn't charge me for any mat space. All I said was, can I, can I, if I sponsor three of your students to go to Worlds, right, or any tournaments that they want, right, and in exchange for them teaching these kids, right, I explained that they would be at-risk youth, would you, would you be up for it, right? He goes, yeah. He gave me two, two hours a week, you know, once on a Friday, once on a Saturday, and we started from there, right? And, um, like, it's, it's, been, it's been growing ever since. We, we hit a little hiccup during the pandemic, but, you know, we're, we're, still, we're still hanging on, right? So that's, that's essentially the story of Project X, guys. No, I, I think that's an amazing story. And it's like, obviously, we have a little bit of a hiccup right now because of the pandemic, but it's still, so like, you're at your, like, before everything went down, like, where, where kind of like, how many students did you have registered? Like, how many individuals are involved in the program now? So when we started, we started with two students, right? And I remember we had two students. And I, but I think that's like any jiu-jitsu school, right? You yeah. know, you open up you a jiu-jitsu school. And you build. Yeah, and then you, you grow. You yeah. open your doors and there's like just floodgates of people coming. No, no, there's not. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? But, but the thing is, is I think that we, we understand the process because of, of jiu-jitsu. We understand that, look, you know what? Everything's not going to happen. Everything's not going to transform in one day right? What's going to happen is it's going to take time. So we kept plugging away. I, I went to schools and um, I, I started doing speeches, right? So it helped me. I, I would go around and I would share my story. And this is my story. I, I would go around. I wouldn't rehearse because I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to let them know that, look, you know what? If I can do it, you can do it. I'm sure that there's many people that were in my situation that were being bullied every day, right? That were that feeling trapped, right, in, in this certain lifestyle. So we, we went and we started, actually, we started off as a free program. And what happened was no one was coming. Then I attended this conference and the lady who was speaking, well, one of the, 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 the guest speakers, she was saying that she, she wanted to start, start up a non-for-profit to give away uh, lessons uh, for coding for women. And she got into this uh, discussion with the, the person who was going to, to uh, give the course, right? And the person goes, we're going to give it for free. And she, she was adamant that she was going to charge. And then her reasoning behind it was that if you give away something for free, no one sees value in it. Mm -hmm. so, so then I'm like, you know what? Let's just charge $10, right? We charge $10. We have like, we have you know, we'll get keys donated, we'll get belts donated, $10. My, my numbers pumped up, right? I think we were, we were at the North York location. We were, um, we had like probably 20 to 25 at like our peak there. From there, we, we started working with a group uh, at Tropicana. We, we opened up at a church in Maple. And uh, just before the, this pandemic hit, uh, we were in Oshawa. So we were in four different locations. Uh, it's, it, it's amazing when you just like a simple fee of like $10 and now it's like, okay, there's value built into that program. And now it's like, okay, people want to involve in it when it was free. It's just like, people just didn't see that value that they wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I was charging one person a dollar, right? Because mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the thing is, is that if, if that's their final dollar, right? Because it's usually the parents who are paying, right? Yeah. It, um, when it's free, the parents don't care if they go or not. But if, if that's their last dollar, right? They're going to make sure that the kid goes. Yeah, exactly. So, and, 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 and I'm telling you, like, I know, for example, I, I've, when I was a kid, you know, uh, we, we would go to food banks. My mom would always make me go to my dad on payday and go get money. I mean, I... I dumpster dives, bro. You know, like not dumpster dive. You know the the Goodwill boxes, right? Yeah. I remember. I remember them putting me there, right? And you know, and and you know, even though at the time I, I looked at it as a negative experience, I'm grateful for everything I have have gone through, right? And that's and that's that's what jujitsu has done for me because when we start off as white belts, we're like, you know, 
Uh, we're dumpster diving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you know, like, I, I don't know if you've ever wanted to quit, but like, I mean, there was one time I was going so hard. I hurt, I hurt somebody and the guy got upset at me. And I, I remember, man, I was going to quit that day. Right. But my, but my instructor, he, he saw, he saw the like anguish on my face and he said, you know, he said, what's wrong, right? And I go, look, man, you know, I was, because it was a passing guard drill, you know, pass the guard. And I was like, so I need to pass this guard. And you know how hard a white belt goes. And, and I hit him in the face and the guy got really, really upset. And then the guy goes, look, you know what? When you start off, right? All you have to do is, you know, if you don't want to go hard, right? You tell the other person, don't go hard, right? You know, we're going to get hurt. It's jujitsu. But in life, in life, that's the same thing, you know? If you want to go hard, right, then you're going to surround yourself with people that are going hard. If you don't want to go hard in life and bring yourself to another level, then, then keep away from the people that are trying to move up. It's simple, right? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. It's just like, and again, it's communication with the people that you're training with and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think that's fantastic where, and I think everybody's always had that situation where they're like, I'm going to quit because of whether it's time, money, dedication towards a martial art or whatever it is. Right. So Michael almost quit two years ago until I pulled him out of the depths. He so, did. He pulled like, me right. He pulled me right out of the dumpster of life. Good, good, <laughs> he pulled good, me right. He pulled yeah. me out by the ankles. He's like, no, you're not quitting. Get your ass into here and start teaching. You need to give back. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like Michael Clark Duncan in the Green Mile. You have a gift. You must teach. <laughs> you must teach. What are you doing? You're yeah. throwing your life away. I was it's like, good. no, I'm done. I'm all washed up. Let me go. And wallowing my self-pity. But, thing but I we have the friends like that here, right? In jiu-jitsu is, is, is this is, jiu-jitsu is one of like the greatest communities out there. Like, I mean, it, it's, there's people that genuinely care about you, right? You know, I used to play soccer. I'm going to give you, I used to play soccer. Every time after we had a soccer game, all we would do is go drink and get drunk, right? Over here, maybe we go for sushi, but we care. We genuinely care. If somebody is, if somebody's, you know, uh, going through a tough time, we're there for each other, right? And, and this is like, you know, I'm sure there's other communities like that, but like, this is, this is something that I, I am so proud that my kids are growing up around because I never had the opportunity, right? Like imagine, imagine if you were going through a difficult time in another, in another sector, right? You might not have somebody that cared as much as, uh, for you as, as, as Aaron does, right? You know what I mean? Oh, Aaron cares for me. <laughs> of course, of course. One thing, so, one thing, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, no, go, 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 go. One thing I wanted to ask you is for yourself and maybe like some of the students that you've had at Project X Guard, what, um, what makes martial arts or jujitsu so powerful in um, making those changes for yourself? Was it like having like a social community? Like what, what was it that kind of like, you know what, this is it. This is what I need to do with my life. I, I need to, you know, stop being, stop doing what I'm doing. And I like, I need to make some changes. Like, what was that in like jujitsu or martial arts for so, you and other people? So, so the biggest lesson that I, I have learned, right. Is number one is that because, because I was unafraid to try something new, I found my passion, right? Some people are, and I, and I tell this to every time I go speak to a school, and I, I, I talk to the kids and I say, look, you know what? For me, if you leave here doing jiu-jitsu or if you don't ever do jiu-jitsu again, I don't really care. What I really care about is that you go and try something new, right? Because if I didn't try anything new and I was afraid to try anything new, I would never have discovered uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I, wouldn't, I, I would be a totally different person right now, right? Um, and then from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, what I learned, the biggest lesson I took away from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was that you cannot control the situation, right? But that's life. I can't control anybody else. So if I'm, if I'm driving along, somebody cuts me off, right? I can't control that he's an idiot. 
I can't control that my wife is mad at me for not taking out the garbage, right? I can't control that my boss boss is, is going to be, you know, mean to me because he had some problems at home. Aaron's mean to me all the time. I'm not anymore. <laughs> Aaron, you got Aaron, you got to be nicer to him, okay? You know? So, um, but what I learned, what I learned, right? And this is jujitsu, is that you can only control your response. So, I'll give you an example. When, when you start off, right, at the beginning, and somebody's mounted you, right? If you start fighting back and you start going crazy, you're giving up, you know, First of all, you're gonna you're gonna run out of breath. Then you're gonna want to tap out, or if, or if you start flailing flailing your arms, what you're going to do is you're going to get you know arm bars, right? So what I learned that in life, right, just like in jujitsu, is what we have to learn is we have to learn new techniques to control our response. So if in life, you know, I I I suffered deeply from depression. I suffered. I had anxiety attacks, right? Even at jiu-jitsu, um, I, I had uh, major, major stress. But what I learned are new techniques to control my response, right? I cannot control that I have, I have um, anxiety or major stress. I can't control that I, I might go through bouts of depression. But I can, I can see them coming on now. And I can feel it exactly like when I'm seeing, when I'm, I'm, learning new techniques and I'm learning um, new escapes for those techniques that are, are, are going to come my way. Right. You know, then, then I can, I can be uh, what's it called proactive. Right. And what I've learned is, you know, the, the techniques to help me get through life are, are, are similar in of the techniques that I use in jujitsu. Right. If somebody's mounted me and, and um, I, I can't breathe, I, I take a second, I start thinking, and I slow my breath down. Somebody's choking me out, right? Like, I'm very, I'm very hard to choke. Really, it's because I have no neck. But <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they all say, right? But the thing is, is, is you know, I, you have to relax. In tough, difficult situations in life, just like in jiu-jitsu, is you have to relax. You have to, you have to be focused on the moment. And then, and then you can start to move forward. What, what are some of like, um, and again, you don't have to mention any names or anything like that, but like, what's like some really good success stories that you've uh, had come out of the, pro the program? So I had, um, I had one, well, I have one student that um, he, he has like learning disabilities, right? And um, I'm not I'm not sure what he's classified with, right? But one day his mom his mom came to me and was very very like just happy, right? Because she was talking about the notice the the that the principal and the teachers noticed how he had changed, right? That he used to be hyperactive, he used to get in trouble a lot, and listening to her speak on. How, you know, because obviously as a parent with a, uh, a child with, you know, uh, learning disabilities, right, which, which what we call when, when we're talking to, to parents, right, we call them like invisible, invisible disabilities. We have a program called Invisible Ninjas because you can't, you know, a person could, could, you know, appear totally normal. You don't know, and I'm not saying, you know, we have to choose our words, right, but that, you know, um, Somebody might have autism. Somebody might have ADHD. Yeah, right? they might you have some. Know. Exactly. No, no, no. Hundred yeah. percent. And 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 from appearance, you can't always tell, right? And so he he had obviously struggled. He had obviously struggled, right? And um, she was she was like so. Oh, I I had asked her if she'd be willing to share her story for us, right? You know, we were going to do some videos and everything, and then. You could just see her face light up, right? You know, and, and we, we had other kids that we, were, we would take them to Buffalo, to that, uh, the Buffalo Classic. You know, I had one weekend that uh, there was, a, there was a, an event going downtown. I don't know if you know who Gary Vee is. Like, he was yeah. a keynote speaker, Gary right? Vayner, yeah. You know, yeah. And 
And I said, you know, listen, this isn't about jujitsu. My my program is not about jujitsu, right? It's about life, right? Mm -hmm. It's about teaching life skills. So I took two of my students, right, and 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 with my with two with uh with my my older son, and we headed down there for for the weekend to learn new life skills, right? And and they came away they came away from it empowered. All I want to do is is let them see the possibilities of life. And that's, and that like, you know, um, I, I, I spend more money than I, I bring in, you know, $10 a month is, is really nothing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, I, I've had the fortunate, uh, the fortune to have people that, that have had, you know, the, they, they have felt what I'm trying to put out there and they have given me money. Like I had people give me thousands here and there, right? But for the most part, me and my wife, we're putting in, we're putting money towards this program. We we don't have huge corporate sponsors. I didn't think that we were ready yet to go and ask for huge amounts of money from corporate sponsors because of the fact that, um, because of the fact that um, we we had like a small, we had a small uh, amount of people, right? Mm-hmm. But, but the, the thing is, is look, I look at it like, man, this is money well spent, right? You know, I would spend, I would spend, you know, a grand in the night, you know, at a bar, right? Taking, taking kids for a weekend to, to Buffalo with my family and, and, and letting them and seeing the joy in their face, right? You know, from jujitsu, from, comp, from competing, because nothing prepares you for life. Uh, as as competition does, right? Nothing will compete you. Nothing will will get you ready as a competition. And I don't care. I don't care if they win or lose. For me, like even with my own children, I really don't care if they win or lose. What I care about is that they step up, walk onto that mat, and give the best that they can. Do the best that they can. I think this is definitely something. I think um, that you could take to the next level and get some big corporate sponsors, like maybe, maybe not this podcast. Cause we only have like 10 people listening to us, but, <laughs> it's okay. but we need to, I think, I think definitely this is something that you can take to the next level. I think, uh, I think we should, uh, Aaron, what do you think? Can you, can you sponsor the podcast with that uh, upper management money that you're making? Yeah, of course. No, um, no. And that's the, that's the thing. It's definitely something where like, platforms like this where it's word of mouth and it's just something constantly been talked about and and that's why like i was talk, talking to mike about it and i was like yeah like we want to figure out how we can be a little bit more involved with it as well right because especially when we're trying to create again a bigger community in general but how do we start giving back to everybody else too and i think especially the program that you're doing is amazing and i was like that's the first thing i asked mike is like we need to find out how we can be a little bit more involved and even if it's just us delivering the message for you more often um, yeah. we're more than healthy to do that exactly that'd be amazing right 100 so i'm totally down with that um no i like sorry i'm just looking at my notes right now um the biggest thing is like when you look at like obviously a post COVID world, obviously we have kind of limitations right now. So like, how are you keeping like your students engaged and like, or like, you know, still keeping them up to speed or teaching them new life skills? Like what's been happening over the time? So through, through COVID, uh, we were doing uh, zoom classes, right? We had, we had essentially stopped for a bit. We weren't, we weren't doing anything. We, we were kind of in a wait and see, right? And then <clears throat> I think it was more, more um, a little bit of fear on my part. I, 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 had, I, had gone through, I had gone through depression through COVID, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think everybody did. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, 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 was, um, I, I, actually, I actually think I, I had COVID early on. Like I had stopped training. And it took me a while to to get back to normal. It it just drains you, right? And mm-hmm. what happened was, um, you know, I, I I was in like this wait and see what's gonna happen, waiting for everybody. And then and then I I started, let's do a Zoom class, right? And we had again, we started again with two, right? You know, again with two. So we went from actually no, we had that's a lie. So we had gone, um, 
and we had it with our our group in Oshawa. We were having about like uh, between five to ten people, right, in total. Okay. But the numbers had gone down to two in in the recent the recent times, right? But um, we had come back come back up to around six. So what we're what we're doing because we have to think about social distancing and and social circles. We are saying what we're going to do is a parent and kid class, right? So that way, you know, they can, they, they're, 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 there's no really high risk of, of, of uh, passing on if, if somebody has uh, COVID and they're able to consistently train, right? If, if you have some, you know, the kids are always going to get sick. And so what we're going to do is, uh, again, I went back to Gringo and I asked him if I can do this, right? Following all the, the safety protocols that we have to do, you know, um, we're gonna we're gonna start up one one day a week, right? So I I think I like I have looked at this um, COVID. You know, at first it was really really like a bad thing, and I and I, I I'm seeing the positivities that have come out of this, right? Because we you know it's 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 we have to learn how to adapt, right? That's the thing is is if we don't learn how to adapt as a species or as a person we just wither away. There are so many people that are, are unable to, to, you know, to be able to, to uh, really, really, um, what's it called, you know, kind of survive on a daily basis because of, of the mental, mental state that they're in through COVID. So mm -hmm. we, as an organization, we, we are still reaching out to the parents and we're still, talking to like you know this is why i'm here right because i want to i look you know i i'm not we're not dead right and we're not going anywhere right yeah. i every time every time i meet a parent i'll walk down the street and i'll see a kid having you know like you know he might be just misbehaving and i'll talk to the parent and i'll give them a card right because it's it's this is my life right i i want to change people's lives right so you know, I, I think that it's going to be a while before things get back to really, really normal, right? And I think that if we can just keep it going through the Zoom classes and through a parent and child class, then then at least we're we're going to be able to survive through this, right? It's jujitsu, man. Like, you know what? We're getting choked out right now. We're getting choked out right now. All all we have to do right now is survive, right? Make it through the round, and as soon as COVID's over, then we're gonna then, oh, then we're gonna look in, at us back in the uh, game. Back in the exactly. game. Exactly. I think exactly. you. I think you even said it earlier. It's it's not about like you know life can throw all sorts of different things at you, and life's thrown a lot at you. It's it's not about what you know what life throws at you. It's about you know how you react to it and how you're going to adapt to it. And I think you're doing an excellent job with the with the program during COVID as well. Exactly. Exactly. So I wanted to tell you about like. So I, uh, you know, if if you guys do share, right? I like I, I was talking about my my uh, invisible ninjas, right? So my invisible ninjas, what I what I want to accomplish from there is, <clears throat> I want to have parents that that you know have kids that are going through you know you know depression, stress, anxiety, right? Also have the ADHD, autism, right? Kids that kids that have you know, um, uh, a mental disability, right? That that needs somewhere to release, right? We had we started the the reason we started the parent and kid class was because we we had uh, worked with a group that was uh, it's called High Five in Markham, and they they were doing soccer with the kids, and uh, it was kid it was uh, for uh, kids with autism, and the thing is 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 some of the, the kids with autism, they're runners, right? They like mm -hmm. to run, they're free spirits, right? So if we had one, one instructor, it would kind of disrupt the class. So we said, okay, look, because it's very hard to get people to volunteer. And that's, that's the honest truth, right? It's, you know, so we work in two ways in terms of, the, of our instructors. We, they're either volunteers or every, every time they, get, they teach a class, they get a credit that goes towards uh, us sponsoring them to go to a tournament. So if they teach three classes, they want to go to like, you know, like Ascension, you know, they want to sign up for Ascension, 
they sign up and then we'll just reimburse them, right? We gotcha. want to give them some motivation to come in, right? But we also have people that say, hey, I don't want anything and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll volunteer. But um, so I said, okay, you know, if we do a parent and child class, then if that kid takes off, right, the, the parent knows that child best and they mm -hmm. can deal with it and our class can continue. So what I'm asking is, is, is anybody listening to this podcast, right? If you have a child, you know, that, that has any of these, these disabilities, right? Um, you know, contact me, right? You know, on Facebook or Project X Guard, Instagram, Pro Project X Guard or Raul Chavez, right? You, you can, I'm sure uh, you'll get my information. You can, you can include it on the bio, right? Yeah, of, of 100%. Podcast, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and then there's also the other, um, I'm, I'm looking to work with kids with physical disabilities as well, right? You know, kids, kids that are, you know, um, in, in wheelchairs, right? There's a, you, you've seen those tournaments, man, those, those guys are amazing. The para, right? para jiu-jitsu. Uh, yeah, yeah, para jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those guys are, are inspiring, right? You know, there's, there's nothing that, that you cannot do. There, no matter what kind of disability you have, there is nothing you cannot do. All you have to do is you have to adapt to it. Change it up for yourself, right? And, and that's what I want to see. I, I want to teach these kids, right? Because, like, you know, they were unable to walk, right? You know, because they're in a wheelchair. But I, was, I, I, was no, I wasn't off much better than they were, right? I, I had a huge disability. Sometimes your, your brain shutting down and saying that I can't do this is just as bad as that, right? And people don't understand that, right? People don't understand like when somebody goes through a depression and they're, they're suicidal or, or they're getting bullied every day and it's like, you know, you can't function, right? You need an outlet. You need to see, you need to be taught that you have to have self-confidence, right? You know, and that's all I want these kids to learn. Like if they're in a wheelchair and they're getting bullied, if they're, if they're, you know, you know, missing an arm, missing a leg, or if they're hearing impaired, right? And they're being bullied. Like I said, you cannot control the, you cannot control your environment. You can't control that, that they're going to bully you. All you can control is your response. But the thing is, if you notice, kids that do jujitsu or people that do jujitsu, they don't fight. You know that, right? They don't fight. They have so much confidence that they don't need to fight. Right, so that's what I—that's what I want these kids to learn. Right, that you have so much confidence that you're going to be able to get out of any situation just by using your mouth. Right, because you know how to fight. It's—it's it's weird. You're learning how to fight, so you don't never have to fight. So, and I think that's the biggest thing you touched on, right? Where we look at like education through mental health and everything else, because that's especially in a COVID world, like that's the biggest thing that was affecting everybody. It's all mental health and they weren't able to express anything through an outlet because they were locked in their house. And maybe that's not the best situation for an individual, depending on what their situation is. And we've you got take it all taken away all of a sudden in an instant. So I think it's great that you're, you've addressed it, but then you're also kind of like, okay, what are the next steps and how do we get more people involved? I think that's smart. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one thing so I wanted like, to sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, 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 go, go. Well, wanted to ask you as well. So going back, like looking back on like, you know, everything you've done, everything you've accomplished, um, what would you, what advice would you give yourself like back when you were like a teenager and you were like going through all these hard times? Like if you had a, if you jumped in the, the DeLorean, went back in time, you could, <laughs> you could talk to yourself as a teenager. Yeah. What, are, what are some of the things that you would, you would tell yourself back then or somebody who's you know, going through a lot of these things right now, maybe listening to this podcast or what, what advice would you give them? So the, the Marty McSanchez in me <laughs> would, say, <laughs> right? would, would say, like, the, Sp the Spanish Michael J. Fox is jumping back <laughs> exactly. into the DeLorean. <laughs> so what, what, what I see, that's, that's the thing is, is, you know what, it's, I, I was, I was listening to this podcast, right? Cause everything that, that happened to me has made me 
want to learn, made me want to read, made me, I wouldn't change a thing for me, right? Like I wouldn't because all these difficult situations are what makes me who I am today, right? You know, we can't, like I said, we can't control that our parents, right? Because a kid, a kid has no control how their parents are, were parented, right? You know, they're, all, all we are doing is, is bringing everybody into the cycle, right? And I, I was so scared. I, I, I was so scared that my kids were going to be in that same cycle, right? And, and because of my fears, I kept them in that cycle until, until I learned another way. So for me, I wouldn't change another thing. But what I'm trying to do is by going out and speaking, I'm trying to allow the kids to understand that there is another way, right? That, look, we don't have to let anybody else control our lives, right? I, but the thing is, is that you, you are only going to try to change something if you find a passion. You know, if something is worth fighting for, right? So, you know, he who, know, he who knows his why can overcome anyhow, right? You know that, that quote, right? Mm-hmm. So once... That this is this is what what my biggest focus on is is I'm trying to hopefully introduce kids to Brazilian jiu-jitsu so that this might be their passion. Right? However, if it's not their passion, the skills that they're gonna learn through Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? Like, you know, uh mental mental toughness, you know, like good good uh physical, you know, a good physical regimen. Um, you know, a uh, good social circle, so, uh, surrounding yourself with positive people, right? This is what I want to teach them. But when I'm talking to parents about jujitsu, what I this is the way I put it. I say to them, I go, go and take your kids, put them in everything and anything that they can. Because how how would you know? Because social stereotypes, right? I I was born in 1975. Right. You know, no, no boy would really be looked. Uh, he would be frowned upon if he did ballet. But I say today. Right. How would your son know if he loves ballet, if he's never been taken to the ballet or did a ballet class? Right. Nothing wrong with doing ballet. Right. But introduce him to anything and everything, him or her. Right. You know, my daughter, my daughter is like an amazing wrestler. Right. I remember growing up, remember I was 10 years old playing soccer and they brought a girl onto the other team and, and um, everybody laughed at her, right? You know, so because of, of all the fears that, that the people had, like, you know, it's like, oh, girls can't do this, girls can't do that. And, and I, I, I have none of those fears, right? I want to build my, 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 my kids up, but I also want to build the kids up from Project x Card, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So I just say, I say, expose yourself, right? As, as, a, as a kid coming into my program, any, any parent listening to this, again, for me, it's not about jujitsu. It's about life, right? So if they would come to my program and, and contact me, that's amazing. But you know what? Just let them try something. Let them try anything. Because they're not, they're, they're, you know, if you were a hockey parent, then you're going to put your kid into hockey, right? And, you know, and, and, and that's the way it's been for generations. But they might hate hockey, right? And they might, lo- and they might love jiu-jitsu. And they might love soccer. Let, the, let your kids be who they want to be. Let them find their own path, right? No, I think that's fantastic. And it is like, like I said before, it's just you, how do we get it bigger, right? How do you get into more spots, especially? Because right now you're kind of like in the east end of Toronto. And how yeah. do you start getting a little further west or north or even across Ontario, right? So it's like you, like Mike said, right? Like you're, this project X-Guard can be so explosive, especially in a post-COVID world. And I think it's just, we're waiting for that timer to end. And then you're going to see like some amazing things happen. I can feel it. The the way we get it to other parts is that, you know, if, if there's an instructor out there, if there's uh, uh, an owner of a gym that, that is willing to give up free math time, right? 
uh, willing, you know, I, I, I offer the same thing, you know, that uh, if you have it, you know, have a student that you maybe needs help going to tournaments, right? This is a perfect way for them to earn some money to go to tournaments. They, they would teach and in turn for teaching, we'll sponsor them, right? Mm -hmm. I have, I have a whole whack of geese here. I'm going to show you just picked up yesterday, right? You see that? Donated, right? I have in my bedroom, like in closets, right? These are, these are what people do. People want to support, right? So all I need, all I need is some kids to, to fill them, right? And yeah. so I, I, I talked to a lot, of, a lot of people. We were talking with somebody in Ottawa, and we were going to do it in Ottawa. I was actually talking to someone in Ecuador, right? We were going to do it in Ecuador, right? And then this hit. So we're prepared. We're prepared. As soon as, as soon as somebody, you know, says, hey, let's do it here. You know, let's talk. I'm, I'm, I'm all open. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. Like, you say, you give me the, the location and, a, and somebody to teach, I'll, I'll take care of the rest. I love it. Love it. Excellent. What is, um, so post-COVID, what are the, what are the next steps for Project XGuard and for yourself? So, right, like, right now, our, our immediate next step, right, is really getting, getting these locations fully active again, right? Um, so, the three locations, the, I think, we, I think we might have lost uh, the, the Tropicana. Tropicana was, it's a community center for, for Caribbean youth, right? We lost okay. our contact there. So we really don't know what's happening there, but that's okay. Um, but uh, our, our, next, our next, we have, uh, there's a called Durham Alternative Secondary School, right, in Oshawa. And that's where we're going to, we're going to next, right? We were, were in discussions of, getting mats for them and, and doing them because those, those are like uh, kids uh, that, you know, have not functioned well in, uh, in high school and they're, they're, they're basically on their, on their own, on their own terms, their own schedule. Right. But I've gone in there and I've done speeches and they're, they're really, uh, they're ready to work with us. Right. So, you know, I, I just, I just, like I said, man, like I'm, I'm, we we were focusing on Oshawa. I, I I was getting instructors and we were growing and we we're talking to sponsors, right? So it was there's nothing like I said, I can't control the situation that just happened, right? But you know, going forward it's it's I think that um I I have learned a lot of new skills uh during this this little break that I can apply, right? What one of the skills that uh, that I learned and I, I have never done, I'm not really a computer person, but because I've had the opportunity to learn, I'm taking this digital market marketing course, right? And it just all worked out. It's, it's one of the guys that, that teaches through Pat Cooligan, uh, you know, when Pat Cooligan goes in and talks to martial arts schools, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of the guys who teaches for him. And uh, it, it all just came back in a circle and, and we met, it was meant to be, and I'm learning learning that so I can learn how to uh, recruit, you know, or advertise uh, through, through uh, a thing called click funnels and through like Facebook marketing and, and uh, social media. So, you know, because I, the way we started, I was knocking on doors, right? I was knocking on doors and say, hi, yeah. you know, and now you're putting, uh, now you're putting the, uh, the internet the marketing, putting internet marketing, Instagram, Facebook advertising to use that, yes, tra right. tracks our, that tracks our every move now, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so that's, that's the next step. I, I, I need to, I need to uh, knock on their door through their Facebook. Right. Yeah. It's okay. No more boots on the ground. <laughs> no, that's excellent. Listen, Raul, I want to thank you very much for coming on the podcast today, especially sharing the, the whole pro project, the whole program, especially in, in your story on how you kind of developed it and how it's going to grow. And I'm super excited to see where it goes. And again, we want to, like I said, Mike and I want to help you out every way we can. So the, it's yeah. just like getting the word out there and how to, and now you gave us more info. 
we can definitely do that for you. So. Cool. Cool. Thank you. I, I, I totally appreciate this. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm here with the intention of giving back, right? I, you know, jujitsu has given me so much, right? More than money can ever give me. Right. And I just want, I want to give it back to, to kids. So like I said, if there's any school owner out there that, that has been thinking about it, you know, uh, the way, the way I say is, you know, we're, we're developing a long-term relationship. So the kids that are, are going to be doing it in your school now, right. Where are they going to want to train once they're 18, 19, right? So you're, you're investing in the future. You're not going to have to pay for advertising, right? So that, 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 if they have a question, well, what, what do I get out of it? You're going to get future students. You don't even have to invest a penny. So that's, that's, that's how, that's how I, I, I put it to them. No, I, I really like, I, I knew about the program, but like, I'm glad that we talked tonight and went over like a kind of like a deep dive about what you do. Um, I want to thank you for also coming on and also being very candid, like with your story and, a lot, you know, a lot of things that, that you shared tonight. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off for the day? Anything you want, you want to thank? Anything you want to shout out? No, any, I, any, I, any sponsors, maybe? Like, no, I really, I really just want to thank, like, you know what, Gringo, right? Because Without without Gringo's Academy, uh, none of this would be possible, right? Um, Gringo has has totally changed my life. Uh, being part of being part of 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 him, uh, of his of his team, and the way that he leads everyone else is has made this possible. Uh, not for me, but for for the kids in the program. So. That's that's who I want to give all my thanks to, and I want to and I want to thank really you know like the jujitsu community right because they are the best community. I love going to to tournaments. I love talking to people. I love volunteering. You you know that when you're refing and I'm and I'm volunteering, you know how we have great conversations, right? You know this is this is it's all a learning experience, and and I have not I have not had so many friends made right you know, true friends, you know, um, I've never made so many friends that like I have made in, in through jujitsu tournaments. Right. So I, I want to thank those people, like every single person that I've come across, like you have totally impacted my life in a positive way. Even if you choke me out at a tournament. Hopefully we uh, get back to uh, doing some, doing some tournaments soon. Oh man. I hope so. I hope so. So thank you. Yeah. No, thank you again so much. Really appreciate it. All, All right. right, guys. All right. Thank you uh, so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank All you, right. Raul. Thanks for coming on. Canadianprotein.com promo code Joe. 10% off. Project X Start. <laughs> Project X Start. There we go. <laughs> there it is.